Welcome to episode six of the Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Dean, the Wealth Coach. Today's topic is around, it's piggybacking off of one of the, it's piggybacking off of one of the previous episodes when, when to know when enough is enough. Today is treating your L's like lessons and knowing that you can have more losses than wins but still come out on top. I'm reading a book called The Psychology of Money and it's it's a very good read. And I recommend that you pick up this book if you're trying to get better with your money. This book has so much gems, like it's not even funny. I wish I picked up this book sooner. So for those that are traders and are trying to build wealth in trading, the odds of you being successful are very, very low. Like they say 20%, I think even lower, are actually successful at trading. The key thing to trading is being disciplined. And if you're not disciplined, it's going to be very hard for you to, to make money there. It's an emotional roller coaster. I myself have gone through the trials and tribulations when it comes to trading. When trading, if you don't have a plan, you're literally setting yourself up for failure and disaster. When you're not trading with a plan, you're essentially gambling. There's no difference between gambling and trading if there's no plan involved. So let me give you a strategy to use to help you build your wealth if trading is something that you're doing. You should have a ratio of three risk to reward three or one to three. So you want to risk one to make three. If you can do that, you'll set yourself up in a good position. And how that works is you want to be able to use the same trading strategy for every trade. So if you every 10 trades you have, if you lose seven and win three, you'll be on top. So let me paint that for you. So let's say you take 10 trades and you risk $1 to make $3. So if you lose seven trades, which is fine, and you win three trades, you will be in the plus. How? Because if you win three trades, that's $9 that you make. Whereas you lost seven trades where you lost $1. The difference between the two is $2. Now you're probably saying, yo, that's slow. Like, I don't want to do that. That's going to take too long to, to make money. I need to make a lot of money now. Like you're trying to hit a lick. But with you trying to do that, you're putting yourself in a very, very sticky situation. Sorry. Reason being is if you're always trying to chase and aim for that like big bag, more often than not, you're not going to hit it. You maybe hit it one, two times and then your emotions start to kick in and you start to think you're a genius. You're like, yo, yeah, I'm on, I'm on. Like, you know, I'm up right now. And before you know it, you go from having massive amounts of profits to having like zero. I've had that happen to me before. A lot on this podcast, you're going to hear a lot of my stories. And I'm sharing my stories because I don't want you to make the mistakes that I did. So this is not something about me. It's about sharing my stories with you so that you don't have to make the mistakes that I did. And early on in my career, a lot of people told me this. And I thought I was smarter than other people and didn't listen. 
and where I ended up was massive losses. Like in this book, they talk about two two fellows. Uh, the first one, I, I can't remember what the first guy did. The first guy was well. I'll talk about the second the the second guy. Um, he was it was during the depression, the Great Depression in the nineteen thirties. He his um, like the stock market crash, and a whole bunch of people in the um, Wall Street or the stock market or stockbrokers were killing themselves because they lost everything. But this guy, he shorted the market and made so much money. It wasn't even funny. He came home to his wife and um, and family. They were crying, thinking that he killed himself. And he's like, "Why are you guys crying for?" And he's like, "Yo, I'm fine." <clears throat> He's like, yo, I made a bag of money. So like, oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, he, he felt like he was on top of the world. He was continued to, to do his trading or whatever. Then one day he ended up just losing everything. And when I mean everything, like he lost everything. Like he lost all his money. And I wouldn't say he lost, but he took his life uh, as a result of that. Because he thought he was just smarter than the market and he would outbeat everything. And he ended up taking his life. He went from shorting the market, making a lot of money. But because he thought he was smarter, he said, you know what? I'm going to put more money into trades and make even more money. And it backfired on him. And then he ended up taking his life as a result of that because he lost everything. A lot of... People that are successful, or very successful, I should say, they took a lot of losses before reaching to where they are now. Like, for example, Jeff Bezos. He, he bets a lot on new things for his company, or when he was the CEO. So he had something called Fire Phone. I didn't even know this existed with Amazon. But they also came out with Amazon Web Service. And they lost a lot of money with the Amazon Fire Phone. However, he was okay with taking that loss because Amazon Web Service was that that one of the wins that he made. And that, that pretty much wiped out what he lost for the phone. So what he did or what he tells his team is, listen, we're going to take a lot more losses. But if we have something like Amazon Web Service, we're okay. So with that mentality, you need to be able to adopt that where anything that you go into, whether it's business, um, trading, investing, wherever it's a risk to reward scenario, you want to try to at least come out three to one. Some people may even say five to one, which is maybe a bit harder, but less wins you need to, to, to win. Yeah, less wins you need less wins you need to take. Or more loss. Yeah, less wins you need to take. So if you're able to adopt that strategy, you'll be golden. Uh Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, one of the top investors of all time, or yeah, investors of all time. They say, hey, we've lost money in a lot of companies, but our portfolio out of fifty companies, maybe ten of them are what are is what is or is what is their bread and butter whereas the other ones it's just trash for them right but you have to go through those cycles 
of being going up and down, right? Nothing goes straight up. There's not anybody that has a consistent record of just always being right. You're going to take some losses, but it's how you manage your losses and the emotions that you go through it. You shouldn't have any emotions when investing or trading. Everything boils down to the numbers. In the psychology of money, they call this tails, tails you win. So it's like the tail end of things, great things happening for you if you just stick it out long enough. There's also what there was a good thing in here as well that I liked. You st so it was you can still make a fortune half by being oh I'm saying it wrong you can still make a fortune no so you can be wrong half the time and still make a fortune so that was a quote from the book and it's true you don't need to be right all the time like us as humans we strive for perfection over and over again perfection is what will literally compromise you from being happy and successful you don't need to always be right when you make a mistake analyze why you made that mistake so that you can improve for the next time same thing with like trading um earlier in my years i thought i was a genius uh, in my early days like i think it was like my first couple months of trading i was up at least twenty three thousand dollars in my account i've never seen that much money before in my account i was like holy but one thing is it wasn't a realized profit i was still in the trade i didn't close it and when you're still in a trade you can't say i've made that money i've seen it but i didn't take it to realize it and lo and behold i thought i was a genius because I was up and I was like, yo, this is easy. Until they came back and just took everything and some. I went from being up 23000 down to like $6,000 and poof, all gone. And I had to realize a loss at that point, right? So don't think that you can outbeat the system. It's been around way longer than you have been. You got to just come in and say, I will take the little breadcrumbs and I'll be okay with that. This reminds me of another book I read called Who Moved My Cheese, where there was two, two set or three, there was three mice, two, two worked together and one worked by himself. And they were in a maze. Every day they had to go into a maze and look for cheese. So the two mice, they would go look around for food, for cheese. They would find it and bring it back. They would they would take a bit. No, they would take a bit and just put it back in their house or whatever. Then the other mouse, he he got a lick. So he ended up just staying with the big pile of cheese that he have. And he told the guys, yo, I got cheese. And they're like, nah, it's okay. Uh, we're going to just continue looking. He's like, yo, you sure? And they're like, yeah. So that one particular mouse he stopped looking for cheese but the other two every day they went out and looked for cheese because they were like we never know when the supply is going to be done so they kept looking and looking in the maze going to their spots 
got the cheese, came back. Then one day the cheese was gone. So they said, okay, we have enough cheese to survive while we look for some more cheese. So now those two guys, they every day got ready or no. So that particular day when all the cheese was done, they kept venturing off and they said, okay, let's go look. And then one day they came up on a big pile of cheese. But you know what they did? They didn't stop what they were doing before because they seen that anything that you have could eventually run out. Where this guy now, he's he got comfortable and said, yeah, I'm not moving over. I'm good. Until that one day, he ran out of cheese. And he's like, oh, what am I going to do? And he wasn't able to sustain because all his cheese was gone. Like, And when he went back to the, the spots where he knew before, there was nothing there. So you need to just stay on a trajectory of just being disciplined and having no emotions into trading and investing and sticking to a plan. Think of your plan as you going to war and that's a strategy that you're gonna implement, that you're actually gonna do. So now it's like, hey, this is where we need to be. We're gonna go around this way and capture the flag and then come back to home base. That's the plan. But if you're just saying, all right, the flag's here, or not even having a plan, just going straight into it and just trying to look for a flag, you're, you're never gonna find it. So having a plan is key and just being prepared for losses. If you're able to just take those losses, especially the a small loss, you will have longevity in this game. You can't say, all right, I'm gonna risk half of what I have or 75%. You're not gonna be in the game that long. That's why they say start with a large account so that you can sustain these little losses. Like imagine you're just, you have $10,000 that you're using to trade with and you're only losing a hundred bucks. Say, say you have a, a, a losing streak of seven days in a row, hundred bucks. That's only $700 you lost. But now you have those three wins. Let's say those three wins, you actually hit the minimum, which is just three to one. That's $900 that you make in the next three days. So those seven days that you lost automatically gets wiped out by just three days of successful trading. So I hope you found value in today's episode of just knowing that you can take a lot of losses and still be on top. Really helps you out in your trading. Also, this is the book that I'm reading, The Psychology of Money. If you want to know more about this book or you want me to do a book review, comment below money and I will do a book review on psychology of money when I'm done. And I will see you on the next episode, which would make one week of consistent podcasts on my journey to hit 75 consistent episodes of the Learn Podcast.